Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So Wednesday nights are always exciting because you never really know what's going to happen. They're encounter nights, they're Holy Spirit nights. Like when I said buckle up, I meant it, okay? You gotta buckle up. Just put on your spiritual seatbelt because we're gonna go on a trip together tonight. You guys ready? All right, where are my youth at? High schoolers, you're in here, right? Wow. I'm excited to see you too. Where are the high schoolers at? There they are, okay. I, I actually had you guys in mind too as I was preparing this message. And also I prepared a whole different message. And then two days ago, the Holy Spirit said, you know, that's a good message that you prepared and all, but I actually want you to speak about something else. So this is fresh, real, and powerful. So we move as a church 100 miles an hour. If you've been a part of our church for more than a year, you know we are pedal to the metal all the way. We're coming off of Emerge. We're looking in to the future down the road. We have Emerge Junior. We have Easter. We have so many exciting things to look forward to. And as I was praying about Emerge, I just kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, you guys need to pump the brakes for just a second. Because who knows if the vision outpaces us, then that's not gonna be good, right? And I know there can be so many moments where you feel the Holy Spirit. You get totally rocked at the altar. You're all in, you sign up for 10 connect groups and 15 places to serve and you are just high on life. And I'm not saying that any of that is necessarily bad. But I want to kind of peel back some layers tonight and give us a moment to assess where we are at in regards to the vision that God has for your life and for our church. So the title of my message is Pump the Brakes. All right? And um, there you go. That's my dream car. <laughs> Prophesy. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that later too. But um, I think I, I was scrolling through Instagram. Yes, I scroll sometimes. And I came across this video that was so funny and it, it perfectly described what we never want to be as a church. And before you play the video, Chris, I wanna kind of set this up because it's so easy to look at the people to our left and to our right and to think, oh my gosh, like, they're just doing all the things and I'm just over here like I feel behind or I'm, I should be way further down the road. And there's so much more than meets the eye and I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to encourage us that he has you in the right perfect spot. He has you in the palm of his hand and your destiny cannot be lost. It's not gonna be something that you're not gonna be able to catch up to. And the temptation is to try to speed down the road faster when God really cares about your heart. He cares about your thoughts. He cares about what you are going through and he doesn't wanna rush the process that he has us all on because he's actually trying to do something in us to prepare us for what's down the road. So with that, I want you to roll this video and then we'll keep chatting. Why did you choose to get baptized today? I didn't. 
I thought I was in line in the bathroom. I should have known something was up when somebody handed me this towel. How long have you been coming to church here? This is my first day. The girl I have a crush on invited me. Dude, I don't have any clothes to change in. They just handed me this t-shirt. I don't even go to this church. How'd it feel when you tip in the water? Cold. Eight campuses, 37 weekend experiences. You'd think somebody would be able to afford a heater. So what are you most excited about? Hopefully dry it off with the window down on my drive to Cracker Barrel. You can't be wet in places you're not supposed to be wet in. I had my eyes open when they dunked me. How funny is that? That's not you guys that are getting baptized. But I thought, how funny... It's funny, you know, this guy just walks into church and he gets swept up in baptism night and then he puts a t-shirt on and then he's getting dunked and he's like, what's happening? And it's funny and, and at our church, we're a discipleship church. We actually care about making sure that people understand the why behind the what. But also, can't that be a picture sometimes of what it looks like when we're trying to rush? When we don't actually take a moment to really fully understand where God has us and why he has us there. So going along with my theme of pumping the brakes, there's three different things that I want to look at tonight, and then I want to open the altar up for any of you that see yourself in what I am saying and want to actually pump the brakes, come to the altar where you can be altered and meet the Holy Spirit and have him minister to you. So the first question I have for all of us, youth, you too, is what's under your hood? What's under your hood? Because you can perform while still being really broken on the inside. You can go and go and go without those oil changes. And even when your meters are flashing, please give me an oil change, you can ignore those little indicators and just keep going. And I'm convicted because I'm very sorry, I'm confessing this to you, Mike, but I have not gotten our car an oil change in way too long. And I pray over it that it doesn't break. That's how long it's been. The little sticker taunts me. It like shows me how many miles I should have taken it in and it's way past that. Mileage, and so I'm gonna go tomorrow. Yes, I'm sorry. I told him I was gonna get an oil change like three months ago and I still haven't. But how, how true is that for us sometimes? We're just going pedal to the metal. We don't have time to even go through the drive through oil change. We don't have time to actually let ourselves be exposed with God and show him where we're deficient in. Let his oil fill us back up. You can go and go and go, and you can perform a lot and for a long time on gifting, but soon enough, it's going to catch up with you, and you're going to get burnt out, or you're going to break down. And that's not our hearts for you, and that's not God's heart for you. He cares about the health of your heart. He doesn't care as much about what you can do. He's the one that gave you those gifts. So performing isn't as amazing to God as the posture of your heart and the health of your heart. What is under your hood? Tonight there is oil at the altar and it is in abundance to be poured out over you, to refill you, to take the bad out, to put the bad, to put the good back in so that you can actually live on purpose for Jesus. Amen. John 6, 63 says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. And in Isaiah 61, 1, it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me 
Anointing always signifies oil being poured over. To proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. But if you are tired, if you are exhausted, if you are frustrated, if you are triggered, then you don't have that overflow to do everything that God is inviting you to do. And you might feel like that guy in the video. You're like, what is happening? I just showed up for church and now I'm serving and now I'm getting baptized and I'm doing all these things, but it doesn't feel right. I don't understand. It's not clicking because you haven't taken the moment or even a season for some of you to allow yourself to be submitted to discipleship, to be submitted to instruction, to be submitted to just sitting and receiving what God has for you so that you can do all those things on the other end. Is that making sense? We need an oil change every once in a while, people. All right, point number two. The question I have for you is, who is in your driver's seat? Who is driving your car? It can be only one of three things. It can be yourself, it could be Jesus, or it could be the enemy, the devil. One of those three things, that's it. And so we can just take a moment and do a little self-assessing because if you're steered by your own flesh or by the enemy, then you're gonna go down a path that does not line up with the word of God and does not line up with the promises of God. And that's a really hard place with a big dead end sticker that I don't want you to end up in. And so if we take a moment and we think about what's driving my decisions, what's, what is behind how I'm thinking, how I am feeling, because your past, your feelings, your offenses, your insecurities, they make really bad drivers, all right? <laughs> and you're gonna end up crashing and it's gonna hurt you mainly, but also sometimes other people. And so I, I wanna actually take a moment right now and have you guys all close your eyes. And I want to read um, a few scriptures over all of us tonight. And as I read, I'm gonna ask the Holy Spirit to identify for you who is in your driver's seat, the driver's seat of your heart, the driver's seat of your mind. Who is the one that is putting the promises that you're going after? Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Proverbs 10, 17 says, whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Who is in your driver's seat? As I'm reading these scriptures, do you feel like you're living and driving down a path that leads to life, that leads to joy in God's presence? Do you feel like you're driving down a road where you have people that are holding you accountable, that are that are showing godly correction to you so that you don't have to end up at a dead end, but also so you don't lead other people astray. And do you take moments throughout your week where you invite the Holy Spirit into your heart to test your thoughts, to test the state of your heart so that you can make sure that you're pointed down those paths that lead you to life, that lead you to places of abundance? 
These are good questions that we all need to take time out of our day and ask so that we can know for sure that we are putting Jesus in his proper place so that we can go in a way that lines up with the word of God, so that we can go in a way where every promise that's spoken, even what Carlos said, his income has gone up 5x. He, he, didn't, he didn't get to that place by being in his own driver's seat. He got to that place by releasing his finances to God, by putting Jesus in the driver's seat of his finances. Who's in your driver's seat? Let the Holy Spirit minister to you right now in Jesus' name. And we say amen. Amen. I love shortcuts and I love driving fast, so I actually really resonate with um, those of you in here that like to do the same thing. But, and my husband is always getting onto me like, why do you feel the need to swerve around slow people? I'm like, cause I need to go the fastest. I need to get there as soon as I can. I love shortcuts. I'm always like putting in the map if there's an alternate route and if it shaves off even like one minute, I'm like done, reroute. <laughs> I don't like taking the long way. I don't like, going through the process, but honestly, when it comes to our Christian faith, sometimes the shortcut is not the right decision. Sometimes we have to say no to the shortcuts. We have to say no to the genie in the bottle gospel that doesn't line up with scripture. We have to actually submit ourselves to the process. We want the blessing without the discipline, the harvest without the sowing. We want to save our marriage with one date night and encouraging text. We wanna rekindle our relationship, relationship with our kids with one date to the park. We want a six pack after one workout. Don't lie to me guys, after you join the gym, don't tell me that you get home and you like see if there's any difference. What? I'm not the only one, right? We wanna change the world with one inspiring Instagram post. But this is not the way. This is not what the Bible says. There are no shortcuts. There are encounters where God can change everything in an instant. But then we go on the journey of discipleship, of transformation, and that journey is a lifetime. It's not a moment. Pastor Jurgen said something this morning. He said that our messages are not for moments, therefore, life, therefore our entire life. If all you are doing is getting a hit off of an encounter with the Holy Spirit that will last you until you can get that next hit at the next service or the next conference, then you're gonna live an entire life missing out on the whole entire experience that Jesus has for you. And honestly, if I can be very honest with you, if that's all you're after, those are feelings. Those are just feelings, and feelings, they lie a lot, okay? I um, just had this moment with my daughter where she's very stubborn. I don't know where she gets that from. And um, she did not want to say good morning to our homeschool magical fairy unicorn, Karen, if she's in here. Anyway, so Karen had gotten to our house, and she's like, I don't want to say good morning. And I'm like, oh, excuse me? We say good morning, we say good night, we say goodbye when people leave, we say hello when they get here. And so we had a duel. 
we had a duel. Like she was throwing a fit. She was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And I'm like, well, then you're not leaving your room until you decide that you're gonna do it. And she goes, but mom, I don't feel like it. Like literally just like, I don't feel like it, so I'm not gonna do it. And so we had a really great moment where we talked about how we are in control of our feelings. And even if we don't feel like doing something, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then we tell our feelings what they're gonna do. And I have to do that every single day because I have three small children and a husband and a church. I have feelings of frustration and anger and confusion and I get impatient. And in those moments, I have a decision. What am I gonna do with these feelings? Am I gonna put them in the driver's seat or, if I'm gonna, or am I gonna tell them to get in the back and to sit down and be quiet? Because that's the power and authority that God has given us. Yes, give them a clap. A life of surrender, a life of Jesus in the driver's seat, it looks like the long way, but the long way is always the scenic route. And I don't know about you, but I wanna have a life filled with the most scenic scenes that I can possibly have. I don't wanna just get there the fastest. I wanna enjoy every single moment. I wanna experience everything that God could possibly have at my fingertips. But I'm telling you, the only way that you're gonna get that is when you say, Jesus, I trust that your way is higher than my way. I trust that you know better than me and you've put people in my life. You've given me the word of God. You've given me a church and I'm gonna submit to you. I'm gonna submit to biblical discipline and healthy leadership because there are feelings that I have that I need help correcting. And just like I helped my daughter work through those feelings that needed a correction, that's available to all of us. And how good is God to give us that? But it starts with our heart. It starts with posturing our heart where Jesus is the one taking the wheel, as Carrie Underwood said. Which leads me to point number three. Do you know how to take U-turns? Do you know how to take U-turns? I was talking with somebody and they had this really weird thing happen in their car I can't remember who it was, but they could only turn right. Like something was wrong with their car where like, they could only turn right. Is that you? Oh, anyway. Um, and so literally like they would just have to like find routes where their car, would, I'm like, you need to take your car into the shop. This is very dangerous. Like it was like their steering wheel was stuck and could never turn left. They could only turn right. And, um, and, I, and it's funny to think about, but how many of us are so stubborn that have undealt issues that we've never addressed to where we don't even know how to make a physical U-turn? The Hebrew word for repentance is teshuva. And teshuva is more than a feeling of guilt or regret. I, I always grew up hearing repentance like, repent or you're going to hell. You know, like the, the corner mean people. Anyway, but repentance is the most beautiful, freeing, incredible invitation that I want to reframe in our minds. 
And all it is, is a U-turn. You're going one way, and you realize this way does not lead me to life. This way is gonna keep me trapped in sin. This way is gonna keep me going further and further away from God. And repentance is you're going down away, away, away from God. God's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you hear God's voice saying, come back to me, turn around. That's gonna lead to destruction. That's gonna lead to a dead end. That's gonna lead to places that are gonna be so painful for you. Do a U-turn. And repentance is you making the choice, the courageous choice to turn yourself around towards the cross, towards God. And there's a lot of you in here because the Holy Spirit told me that still need to have a before and after moment. You can't have a testimony if you have never left anything behind. You can't have an after without a before. You can't have power in your testimony if you have never left anything behind. And there's a reason why Peter said, repent and then get baptized. Repent and then get baptized. Because he knew that baptism was the symbolic before and after of something that took place in a heart that was going one way and then decided, I'm not gonna live that way anymore. I'm gonna turn back towards God. And I am so committed to not going back to the before that I'm going to get baptized as a symbol of going, leaving that whole life behind in the water, leaving that path, leaving that direction, leaving that addiction, leaving religion, leaving performance in the water and coming up into an after. That's the invitation. That's why baptism nights are so incredibly powerful. And I'm gonna tell you, it takes courage to say yes to repentance. There's always courage attached to coming and humbling yourself. But the Bible talks about how after Jesus came, we don't slaughter animals, thank God. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to Him. And I wanna actually have a moment because God's power is here. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He has good things for you. He wants to heal those places of your heart that, if you, that you've been clenched onto. Courage is always attached to repentance. The courage to apologize. My husband is so amazing at apologizing. I have been on a journey of putting to death pride because it's so much harder for me to say sorry than it is him. He's so ready to apologize for anything and everything that he could see getting in the way from us being close. And for me, it's been more of a journey of, I'm fine. I'm a military, I was raised in a military family. You pull your, you know, you pull yourself up, you just get things done. You don't need anybody. You don't even need a man. You can do all things. And it leads to performance and religion and a lot of things that make it really, really hard to bend down at an altar and say, you know what, I messed up and I, I need repentance. But can I tell you as somebody that's been freed from that spirit, 
I wish I had learned it so much sooner and I'm so much quicker now. And that's the first thing that I ask God, like, God, is there that spirit of pride that's creeping back in where I'm triggered because I want things to look together and they're not. And instead of just releasing that at the altar, releasing pride at the altar, releasing how my kids represent me, releasing all of the things in a moment of repentance, like, I'm not gonna do this anymore. This is not working out for me anymore. I am on empty, my engine light, I can't ignore it anymore. Sometimes it takes that, at least for me. Maybe for you, you're like, just stop talking already. I'm ready to go meet the Holy Spirit at the altar. But um, the Holy Spirit is here. And he, he wants anybody that wants to say yes to repentance, to turn away from whatever it is that you need to turn away from and run to him, to come down to this altar. Acts 3.19 says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And in Luke 15, seven, it says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. So really the most courageous ones are the ones that repent and they're the ones that get the most celebrating. And finally, Luke 5, 32, it says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And tonight, I wanna, I wanna give that net to you guys before we invite down those that are getting baptized, that have gone through that process of repentance, that are ready to get baptized. I wanna offer anyone in this room, if you have things or if you have business that you need to do where you need to repent, you need to do that U-turn, just come down to the front right now. We're gonna sing a song in a minute. But just come if you are tired, if you have looked under the hood and realized there's some things that you need the Holy Spirit to fix, then come down to the front. If there are situations that you are walking through that you've been trying to control, that you need the Holy Spirit to intervene, then come to the front. If there are places in your character that do not line up with the Word of God, then come down to the front. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can change your heart. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can transform. The Holy Spirit is the only one that can pour oil into those places. If you are depressed, normally depression is not a root, it's a symptom. And those roots can only be truly healed. They can only be truly set free by the Holy Spirit. If you have fear, if you're riddled with fear, fear is usually a symptom of control. And the only way to let go of control is to get out of the driver's seat of your life. God is so good, he's so patient with us. He is so proud of each and every one of you up here at this altar. Y'all just keep coming down. If y'all can just scoot out a little bit more so we can make room on this altar. I just want you guys to bow your heads and close your eyes. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person on this altar, that in the name of Jesus, under the sound of my voice, you are altering their heart. 
you are giving them courage to repent, to take the U-turns that they need to take, to align themselves on the path that will lead to life. I rebuke the devourer on their behalf in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare freedom over their minds, freedom over their hearts. Release them from pride. Release them from fear. Release them from control. I thank you, God, right now that you are speaking and ministering to every single person on this altar. And I pray that you would pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out over every single person. Pour the oil of gladness over every single person. Pour your spirit out. Pour your power from heaven out right now. Anybody that feels weak, that feels like they can't access victory over their life, I declare the power of God to intervene right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that what you are doing tonight will be so significant that they will experience a completely different scenic route starting tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.